to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, The Power of Water and Water Life Science. We're into our 13th year. I've enjoyed every minute of it all these years, bringing on people from scientists and scholars and country leaders and authors of books from all over the world into our show and different topics of health issues and water, but health issues because water is your health. And that's something I'm going to emphasize on today. We have a very special guest, Dr. Rodrigo Ramon. Ramuno, I'm pronounced, I'm, he'll help us. We're going to discuss viruses. That's his expertise, all of his adult life as a physician, as a scientist. We're going to discuss, I want to discuss the common cold. I want to discuss the American flu and the corona and what is going on all over the world. But I'm going to also be discussing the value to what they found out with Ebola, water. We'll do in our press release what they did with Ebola, water. They found out the secret. They tried it just in case with water. People drinking a gallon of water a day to keep flushing out and evaporating the body. Now, I've been educating you about this. You're in the womb of the pocket of the mother's water. What a miracle. You developed a percentage of water per organ. You came to live through birth. The world began to live with you with the water vapor and the atmosphere and the solar system. And as you begin to live, you begin like a sponge to evaporate water from being in that sponge of water for all those months, preparing a percentage of water per organ. Now, each organ operates on a water, a percentage. It's vital to your life from beginning to death. Our symptoms, we evaporate from birth to dehydration death. You need to realize how serious health education is worldwide. We've said it over and over in this, on this show. I've said it in our press releases. I've said it in our blogs. I've said it in our tweets. Health education, health education, health education. The Olympics prepare for the health education like Health Olympics. It's important to you, people around you, and how you live is going to affect the other people around you with your health. And you're going to find it out more lately. Was this Earth's way of showing us something that we forgot. I've been preaching for over two years 
about the concern I had about lack of health education in the schools in our everyday life. It's important. It, I call it the Health Olympics. It's fun. And we've been bringing people on seriously, devoted their lives. I've put millions into this through the years in research with being the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center. And what we learned and what I have learned is exciting for the future of everything. But I noticed that health education because people didn't understand how important water is. Our leaders are forgetting to prioritize the commodity of water. Water, water, water. Today, I think I'm going to, our, our guest is waiting, and I'm going to bring on our guest a little faster than normal because I'm really excited for you to be educated about how, what health education you need to learn. We're going to listen first to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. At the surface of your eye is 99% water. It's evaporating from birth as soon as that eyelid opens. What is dry eye? Dry eye is water loss. Water loss. What is the handicap of vision impairment? Dry eye. What are all the things that go with your eyes? Dry eye that you have to deal with from birth. Not everybody complains yet until they do. There's procedures like LASIK and cataract, glaucoma, macular degeneration treatments, eye drops, and more that can cause more dry eye. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only technology on the planet out there with the ability with tissue culture grade of water to be able to, with a fine mist, to be able to supplement the surface of the eye, to give it that drink of water at your fingertips all day long to assist you. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist. And we'll be back with Dr. Ramono. Thank you. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Audience, I want to introduce you today to Dr. Rodrigo Romono. And today, what we're going to learn is about the viruses and our common colds and what is going on all over the world with health education. Doctor, thank you for coming today. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, your background, let me read a little bit to them. You've been an infectious disease as a physician for 30 years. Looks like you've found that to be a very important mission. Had infectious yeah. disease fellowship fellowship training at Brown University and subsequently had private practice in infectious disease, tropical medicine in the Philippines for 12 years, leading the Philippine Coalition against tuberculosis and more, serving for seven years on a committee on tuberculosis, which I want to hear a little about that, at the World Health Organization in Geneva, Switzerland. For the past 16 years, you have been in private practice and have, uh, with the ID to in Hampton, Rhode, in Hampton Roads in Virginia, leading and serving on infection control. Um, now, you've dedicated your life to what's going on right now all over the world. I bet you're... Are you, are you a little surprised? About the uh, coronavirus outbreak? Is that what you're asking? About all the flu. Uh, Look what the American flu. We yeah, were learning they're, they're, now that the American, I call it, it's not just American, but here in America, our flu, for all these years, as much as I've been in research for all these years, I had not heard or the statistics of what the American flu is doing to take lives. Oh, yes, it is quite a, uh, a deadly disease, especially affecting the uh, elderly. Uh, the mortality rate I, yeah. is uh, higher. Um, but uh, it is not new. It is the uh, influenza no. uh, cycles uh, every year. The influenza virus is kind of a tricky virus uh, as far as uh, viruses go because it has the ability to change its 
I guess the way it appears to the immune system of uh, the population. So, uh, therefore, one vaccine does not protect you from the virus uh, every year since there's a different, slightly different change in the virus every year. They have to uh, do the research to predict what the circulating strain will be that year and make a new vaccine for that year, which is why we need to have a, a, a new flu shot every every year. But even though that flu shot does not give you uh, high protection, it does amount, uh, offers some degree of protection which prevents um, the virus from spreading even more than it actually has. So it, we have a seasonal um, occurrence of the flu, usually in the winter, fall and winter months, and um, that's the time when uh, we need to heighten uh, flu vaccination for uh, all, especially those who are vulnerable. But yes, uh, the flu has been around for a long time. And Forever. Not uh, since uh, the worst uh, flu epidemic in 1919, they call it the Great Influenza or the Spanish flu, mm-hmm. which killed uh, over 100 million people throughout the world. It really grew wow. uh, to a, mm-hmm. a pandemic. Um, since mm-hmm. then, uh, yearly vaccination has uh, been able to blunt the effect of the, the spread of this uh, seasonal virus although not eradicated completely. But uh, I just want to emphasize the importance of uh, vaccinations in preventing uh, another severe pandemic uh, due to the influenza like we had in 1919. I want to ask you before we go too much farther, it sounds like you're going to give us a lot of really good education today. What is your, tell us about where you grew up and... How did you get your influence on where you're coming from to finally decide your mission would be um, the infectious diseases, uh, viruses, and tuberculosis and more? But tell us a little bit about you. Well, I was uh, born and raised in Manila in the Philippines, and I went to medical school there. And uh, uh, in that exposure, uh, saw that in a developing country like uh, the Philippines, that uh, infectious diseases were a major cause of sickness and death, and it affected m- mostly the poor and um, uh, those who had difficulty accessing healthcare. And in the Philippines, tuberculosis is a leading uh, problem, a health problem. So, as I oh. did my training, postgraduate training, I did in the United States. I did my residency and then infectious disease, as you mentioned, at Brown University. I already focused on infectious diseases because I had the intention to go back and live out my career in the Philippines, which I did uh, for a while. And I did uh, my private practice of medicine and infectious disease and tropical medicine in uh, Manila, but uh, in the process, uh, I did a lot of advocacy and coalition building work for tuberculosis, which was, in my mind, uh, uh, and in reality, a big problem there. It continues to be, but I think we made some headway with the work that we did. So... um, 
that's mm-hmm. a bit of my background. Now, tell us real quickly before we move back into the infectious diseases, the viruses, tuberculosis. What are the symptoms of that? Are they related to the virus, to a different um, uh, virus dis- uh, symptoms? Um, they they only uh, they are related in that they can cause respiratory symptoms, but they're totally different um, microbes. I mean, tuberculosis is caused by a bacterial infection, uh, which is different from the viruses that are you know being uh, passed on around lately. But tuberculosis can be transmitted by someone who has it in their lungs and that person coughs and it can uh, float in the air. And this is a good distinction because this bacteria uh, has the ability to stay in the part of the cough that can float in the air. Unlike, uh, we'll talk about coronavirus and influenza virus. These are transmitted in the respiratory droplets, which Mm -hmm. get expelled in the air but land on surfaces several feet away from the person coughing or sneezing. So mm-hmm. uh, those uh, viruses are not floating in the air and are not going to be inhaled uh, by uh, people. I want to ask you is this, TB, which is now different from tuberculosis, tuberculosis really affects the lungs. Uh, tuberculosis, yes, affects the lungs, but it can affect any organ mm-hmm. of the body. Of the body. Now, into viruses. The viruses, I've, I've noticed, I personally, you can, you know, who knows, but I've noticed some things that, to me, could be very obvious, is the vaccines, are they able to work with the lung? The flu vaccine, I'm not, I'm not talking about... The pneumonia one. The pneumonia one does. Does the flu yes, vaccine? Uh, well, uh, just going back to uh, how vaccines work, uh, when somebody is given a vaccine, that's mm-hmm. usually uh, uh, a weakened or killed uh, virus or part of the virus. Uh, that is injected into that person's body so that the immune system of that person will get stimulated. And uh, the immune system gets stimulated to make what we call antibodies against the uh, stimulus. So if the stimulus or the injection was uh, part of the virus, our, our, our body makes antibodies specifically targeted against anything that looks like that virus. So our bodies will be circulating with antibodies. So when uh, the flu virus or whatever virus you were vaccinated against uh, comes into the body through either the respiratory tract, um, usually the respiratory tract, um, our uh, circulating uh, immune cells will already recognize that virus and, and direct all our pre-made antibodies against it. So there's a a defense already. So our vaccination makes our body uh, able to produce antibodies against the viruses. So, um, yes, as soon as the flu virus comes into your body, if you're 
previously vaccinated individual already has antibodies, it it can prevent that virus from uh, setting up and making infection wherever it is in the lungs or in you know in the bronchi, other in the airways. So yes, uh, uh, vaccines will help prevent. Uh, infections in the lungs, if you're talking about uh, the, influenza. The pneumonia, the pneumonia one. To you, which no. one is no, more important? The, the flu, I'm talking about the flu I know vaccine. You are. I know yeah. you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pneumonia uh, vaccine. When people have critical illness, with a virus, and they should get so serious that they pass away. Did they pass away with the lungs and pneumonia, or did they pass away with the virus? Well, it's a a complicated process. All of that is included when, uh, if you get a very serious infection, whether it's located in your lungs, in your other part of your body, you know, the heart, liver, or kidney, um, it's the immune system that actually has a lot to do with uh, getting better or getting worse. So when your immune system gets triggered by the infection, it causes a lot of reactions, which if it's, it goes out of control, like, uh, and that's what we call it sepsis, it can overwhelm, overwhelm the bodily functions and, and, and cause death mm-hmm. that way. So if the primary focus of the infection could have been a pneumonia in the lungs. It can even be a urine, bad urinary tract infection, a kidney infection, or infection elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But if it triggers mm-hmm. you to go into sepsis, a severe sepsis, and septic shock, mm-hmm. that could lead to death that way. Right. Now, what I've noticed that um, a lot of heart patients, a lot of patients um, that have um, conditions of, of challenge with their health, when, they fa- when something happens and goes wrong, they get pneumonia and pass away with pneumonia. Um, now, what is your thinking there? Because that's a common all over the world. Pneumonia yes, takes yes, them that, before, before the heart a, attack. That is a common complication of uh, any severe illness, whether it being a heart attack and heart failure or, or stroke. Virus, have, uh, okay. Uh, probably, it's not because... Uh, it's a natural uh, consequence, but people who are very sick for whatever underlying illness tend to be more prone to getting uh, infections, including pneumonia, um, just because they are generally sicker, their immune system is weakened, and uh, they are not able to cope with the, the bacteria in our bodies that we normally live with. So that's something that mm-hmm. people forget. A uh, day-to-day, everyday life, we, uh, as a normal uh, state of living, have to 
exist together with the bacteria in our body, and that's that's normal. We all carry bacteria on our skin, in our mouths, in our mm-hmm. in our um, uh, intestinal tracts, and, and there's a balance there that keeps us healthy. But when we get mm-hmm. weakened from uh, severe illness, heart attack, heart failure, or stroke. Um, that balance gets disrupted, and we can become ill with the bacteria that are normally our uh, co-inhabitants of our body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that, um, I'm, I was going to bring this up today, something that I just have just been startled because my field is studying water and the evaporation mm-hmm. of the body from birth living with the evaporation of the atmosphere's water vapor. I've been studying that for over 30-odd years. I knew there was a stress on the body because of that, because of that nature's way to live with the planet. And I was curious why we haven't learned more about those organs in the body and the percentages of water coming out at birth to live with that evaporation and not being able to identify that more when the baby is a toddler with those checkups. Um, Have you noticed, and I got into the drinking of the water. Now, in your country, I'm sure, and in all over the world, way back in time, they, they, they knew that drinking water was so important to your health. Some countries yes. even get out of bed and the first thing you do is have a glass of water, right? And, yes, and water and, is, and, is crucial. It's critical. And have you noticed with the Ebola? I wasn't surprised, doctor. When that was going on, in that country, all of a sudden, a scientist said, why not? Let's try drinking a gallon of water and see what happens. Do you remember that result? Well, I, uh, just speaking of water and health, it's so crucial that uh, we always uh, maintain ourselves hydrated and uh, drink enough water. And, uh, and I'm not a pediatrician, let me say, but I know as kids, especially especially uh, who get dehydrated are more prone to to a severe illness and even death just from dehydration and uh, yes water is important but the source of water must be uh, safe and there are many waterborne infections uh, that can be uh, acquired from uh, a contaminated water source so now are you talking what you're about saying different is, countries what are they going to uh, do uh, then it, when, when water is your source of the, the, uh, from the beginning of time for uh, yes. keeping the body from, uh, to, to have an immune protection? It's the water. And where I've been really alarmed, and the doctors are all agreeing worldwide, there has been a weak link with a patient coming into the office and the doctor taking for granted, they already knew you've got to drink a lot of water. Water without juice, water without tea, water. 
And what's happened is a lot of people have say, well, I'm worried about my water. Well, um, hmm, why are you living in an area that you have to worry about the water you're drinking? It's vital to your life. It's the number one nutrition to your life and immunity protection. Water provides immunity protection. And you know, the other thing I watched, now the other thing I watched is a lack of health education worldwide. We've been talking about it on this show for two years because all of a sudden, I turned on me. We're not getting the health education at the doctor level, the schools, and with the insurance companies could be really good at it with those commercials and all that. They could be really, really good at it, promoting health education and, and right. thinking about yourself in the Health Olympics worldwide. Well, Have I you think noticed- the basic uh, in, in water uh, throughout the world, especially in the developing world, the ensuring this, not just the supply of water, but the safety of the water. And I had been mentioning uh, uh, waterborne illnesses, uh, for example, cholera, typhoid, uh, uh, other causes of uh, diarrhea uh, that can be acquired, but even including hepatitis A. If your water, if your water uh, source is contaminated uh, by uh, those uh, uh, pathogens, then they can make you sicker. Uh, so the oh, water, wow. we must we must ensure that uh, the world has a good supply of potable water, safe potable water. I agree with you 100%. It's so crucial. But we must make sure that they are not contaminated with these uh, See, that's potential one of the excuses that I have people use with me because I've been a guest oh, speaker all, uh, in several countries and in this country and national television and, and Associated Press and more through the years. And I found the lack of education. And then the people, well, how do I know it's safe? I'm always afraid to drink it. So I say, oh, buy the bottled water and, and, exactly. uh, and make sure the regulations are being met with the bottled water you're drinking. And then, but how can I afford all that money, they say, some people. Yeah, it, and it because is, it costs it is money. A, a real problem. Uh, especially in the uh, millions who, for the millions who are living in poverty, uh, right. a, a, bottle, a, a bottle of uh, clean water may be unaffordable. So uh, right. the responsibility of their governments is very high to pro- provide that uh, clean, potable, safe water. But oftentimes the governments are not able to. So... There's there's a big problem throughout the world and uh, uh, have you ever heard of a have you ever heard of a charity organization that made possible donations of all the water that each school needs? Have you ever heard of that one? Well, I have heard about. No, I, I don't know the specifics, but I did hear, I remember hearing right. something like that, but I, I don't know uh, specifics, yes. Okay, we're going to take a break. Ser- 
We're going to take one mm-hmm. break only during the whole show. And then you're going to come back and educate us about how we can be thinking about the coronavirus. It's been alerting us to lack of education, too. So don't go anywhere, doctor. I really appreciate you bringing on today. Your passion with viruses. Okay, we'll be right back. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, which just a mist. Did you know that the surface of your eye is evaporating from birth? with 99% water. And when they brought me to the table to study over 20 years ago, what is happening with dry eye? What can we do? Because blindness is caused because the eyes go too dry. So I studied it for a year and we showed them it needs a supplement. Like we learned to brush our teeth. We learned to drink glasses of water. We learned how special nutrition breathing exercises, and more, sleeping, and more. But supplement the eyes with just a mist. So we chose a tissue culture grade of water that is ideal and correct that you can use as often as you want all day long with your contact lenses, with your procedures of um, operations that you've had on your eyes, eye drops, and more. Nature's tears, I missed with just a mist. We'll be right back with the doctor. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Audience, our special guest is Dr. Rodrigo Romolo, who specializes in, in, in um, infectious diseases and virus. Doctor, thank you so much for taking. I know how busy you are. And uh, this is a very important Health Olympics time, I call it, for people to get better health education. 
We'll talk now about Corona, the other one out there that's out very at, to the focus of the world because the world is getting a lot of attention because it's getting health education through the news media. Um, tell us what you think, what you've learned about it, what people need to learn. Well, uh, what people need to learn, of course, is um, the basics of how this uh, uh, infection is transmitted so that we can all contribute to stopping its spread. Um, yes, uh, the coronavirus is quite a uh, contagious virus. It seems it's been spread throughout the world, as you've heard uh, in the news. But we, we all should stop and, and, and focus on how from person to person this might be transmitted from what we know it is transmitted in what we call respiratory droplets and these droplets are um, expelled from uh, patients who have symptoms like coughing or sneezing Uh, each uh, sneeze or cough may project the droplets several feet away 8-12 feet that uh, distance but they land on surfaces uh, around the person coughing or sneezing and do not float in the air. So the uh, threat to all of us um, now, who are around this I'm person... I'm sorry to interrupt you. Doctor, I'm going to interrupt on you once in a while now so that we all understand. The virus, when, you're, when you are coughing or sneezing or just breathing, the virus doesn't float in the air. It comes from the organ of the skin, the way you're touching things. Yes, uh, it's exactly right. It, you, it, it's in uh, the person's, affected person's uh, respiratory tract when they cough. It gets mm-hmm. expelled into the air and it lands several feet away on a surface uh, mm-hmm. nearby up to 8 to 12 feet. And uh, that's where the virus usually uh, is uh, located and it's not floating in the air as you might imagine uh, because it's coughed up but no this is uh, what uh, uh, has been found so far um, it's the, the droplets then contaminate the surfaces which we uh, someone else can pick up with their hands and it can enter that person's body if that person who has picked it up on their hands now touches uh, their mouth or their nose or their eyes or what we call the mucous membranes and inoculate that virus into uh, their own body that way. So they do not breathe the virus in to be infected, but they infect themselves by touching uh, the mucous membranes, the mouth, the nose, the eyes and inoculating mm-hmm. the virus that way. So when you know this is the way it's transmitted, the way to break the transmission is, number one, not to be around someone who's coughing, who you know has the virus. If you do, mm-hmm. uh, you ask that person to uh, wear a mask to prevent it from uh, uh, being expelled out of that person. But uh, if not around any uh, symptomatic person like that, then we must be very conscious that anywhere in public that we uh, go, someone who had the virus may have coughed. 
if there's, you know, if you know in that community there's been a lot of spread of coronavirus already, where the local health authorities are saying there's thousands of people sick in that community. So you know that when you go out in that community, it may be on the surfaces around you. So uh, when you go out in public, make sure always uh, wash your hands uh, with uh, soap and water or a alcohol, 60% alcohol sanit- uh, sanitizer um, frequently because, uh, you know, we, we, we touch things uh, without thinking often, and um, and and also automatically touch our face a lot throughout the day. So that's we the way that. we can. Don't catch we it. all do that? Right. Exactly. We all have a tendency to. It's a habit about all of us. In fact, they were saying on the news where the people who were talking about that, uh, they were touching their face. <laughs> I, I, I did see that too, but it's a natural thing that everyone has to now be more yes, conscious of. Yes, we do. Of. It's our instinct. And our so we have to inter- So I call it uh, just have a heightened sense of that uh, uh, habit and then also have a heightened uh, ha- uh, practice of hygiene, hygienic practices which are the, the hand washing basically frequently throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, forever. And that, Do it forever. That, well, yeah. you know, this uh, epidemic will die down at some point. Who knows but, when? But, but no, what more... I mean is get in a habit, even with the regular flu and the regular things I, that go around. Yes, I, I, I agree with that because there will be respiratory viruses. Health education. Viruses <laughs> yeah. So yeah. If, we, if we can break the transmission that way and not panic and not buy out the, all the masks no, in the stores, it won't help. That's... that's not helpful at all. Well, panic is never... I've always said, doctor, anytime... In fact, I'll have to share with you. One of the reasons I started studying um, and bumped into the evaporation of the body and do my... I do nothing but study that evaporation of water in the body, living with the evaporation of the atmosphere. Water vapor. That's all I've ever done for over 30 years. But I started out looking... You'll be fascinated. How can we get people who are under stress to relax? Even if it's a terminal disease, relax, flow, learn, enjoy the learning, what you need to do. So what I I bumped into the lack of education about those organs and the body. We're, over, we're evaporating. And people that get under stress, anxiety, and, and behavior of having a lot of emotional problems, up and down, up and down, and that's their nature to their life, are people who have symptoms of maybe more over-evaporation than others. Why is that, I studied and I found myself, the organ of the skin was not understood. And that's something you're saying to us today. That the first thing I'm thinking about is, number one, anybody who's probably got dry skin, I could be wrong. Everybody would, you know, who knows? People who don't have the uh, healthy skin may be more prone 
but we know that people with pre-existing conditions, people in the nursing homes or a patient in the hospital would have a problem with immunity protection because they are getting dehydrated. They're getting over-evaporated to dehydration. They're not drinking enough water. I've noticed that in the nursing homes. I've noticed that in the hospitals with the doctors. They're not pressing drink a lot of water while you're a patient. And uh, the biggest deal they say with a lot of patients, oh, it doesn't taste good. I, I just don't know if I can going to gag because it doesn't, you know. And I'm going, you've got to make it your best friend. You've got to. And if you're on medication, you've got to make it your best friend. And then I came up with another future thinking on opioids. When people were going in all these decades buying and, and getting uh, prescriptions, I didn't want to say buying, getting these prescriptions for pain, just from the dental office, pain. And the simplicity of how innocent that is, pain. Well, they didn't notice that the people weren't drinking uh, enough water to work with that prescription, that medication, even over the counter. And the body and the organs gets, makes the mind up of its own. We're not living in control. It's got a mind of its own. But the organs of that body and the way it's operating in there with that water. And that's why today um, I was going to bring up to you something that I know that there's a worry about safety in different countries. And I know that I, I get alarmed about, and even in the United States of America, about lack of priority of water uh, in the buildings and, and, and the communities. And they're not emphasizing in what makes this planet live with the humidity in the air. It just, we've had climate change forever, from the beginning of time. We used to have volcanoes and earthquakes and, and um, all the things that go with earth movement and change and lack of rain, sometimes rain, too much rain, all this stuff, everything. It's been going on with the solar system from the beginning of time. The earth needing and craving the water it needs for its organism to live with the solar system to keep that movement of that invented time with water for eternity to last. Created everything there is. Everything that's alive is the water. And I've been alarmed we're not prioritizing it with our leaders throughout our countries to make sure that's the number one infrastructure priority to everything. And then I've noticed with this corona, I have not, believe it or not, I have not heard drink a lot of water yet. On top of that, sanitizer, keeping your hands away from your face, and what they're learning and get, in, get the inoculations and da-da-da-da-da-da and let's concentrate on the nursing homes. And then I've been into nursing homes visiting people. There's no priority to drinking. They, try, they put the glass of water there 
but they're not prioritizing how vital it is to the to the people. Yes, to I drink would, the I whole agree glass. with you. Rehydration, keeping individuals hydrated, is very important. But uh, if, uh, you know that is not. Uh, in, in my expertise, and I'm you know, a focus on the transmission of the disease and right, you its are. prevention. Mm-hmm. And, and in, right. in that sense, the uh, uh, priority should be really on breaking the chain of transmission uh, through these measures we talked about, and 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 mm-hmm. where the uh, hydration uh, uh, needs to be emphasized, like you say. Uh, especially for those who are actually ill, uh, they not, should not be. Uh, uh, it should not be uh, a low priority. It should be high priority, like you said, in taking care of the sick individuals. Why do you think they finally thought about it during the Ebola problem? That art, you know, they came out with that scientist who said, "Let's just try it." To drink a gallon of water a day and see what happens, um, and it began. No, I can't really comment about uh, th- that uh, particular aspect, but uh, it's been recognized, and maybe you say underemphasized, but it's been recognized that it's uh, very important uh, to keep uh, patients well hydrated, uh, knowing that we can also overhydrate patients at some uh, in rare instances, especially if their kidneys aren't working well, but. Yes, I agree with you that hydration is very important. And um, uh, I must emphasize again, safe safe water source is crucial because we might uh, get our uh, people sicker if the, if the source of water is unsafe, not just from uh, chemical uh, toxins, but from bacterial and other... Uh, microbial uh, pathogens. Well, in many countries, it didn't prioritize it, the safety of water. And yes. uh, they became as alarming to the, something that's going on right now. Now, would you say something about tea, coffee, juices, and water? What is your thinking? Because that isn't water. Um, it's liquid, but um, everybody reacts uh, differently to different those kind of, of, of let's, I call them formulated uh, right. now I'm, compounds of you know, water. I don't, but I don't want to speak out of turn because I, I'm not an expert in those uh, in nutrition and that type of uh, uh, issue. But uh, yes, they are uh, different, and you know, the caffeine that's in, uh, contained in in substances like tea and coffee, actually have a diuretic effect and that will make you excrete more water also. So you can't really hydrate yourself with those beverages completely. I've had a phlebotomist tell me that that tea has a tendency to stimulate a sugar in the body. They prefer, if you're going to have a blood test, not to have tea, but you could have a couple of cups of water. of coffee. Now we're almost out of time and what a value you've been. And I thank you for your dedication to what you do. Uh, how would you like to leave the audience today with the, your health education? Well, since uh, the question of the hour was the coronavirus, I just want to emphasize those uh, methods by which 
you can break the transmission. Uh, people are staying away from uh, individuals who are sick with the disease uh, and uh, being very conscious of uh, touching surfaces in public and keeping your hands clean frequently and not touching your faces. Those, those measures will go a long way if everybody uh, uh, follows uh, those procedures uh, as basically heightened personal hygiene. And I wish uh, mm-hmm. you and all of your uh, audience uh, the best and uh, be safe. Okay, and of course we want that worldwide because this goes worldwide. Well, we want to thank you for coming today and uh, we wish you well. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Well, audience, I think what we were learning today is that health education is vital all over the world. No spot in the world, I don't care if you're living in a hut out in where, out in, in a jungle somewhere all by yourself, and you have to be aware of being around people at all. Learn health education. You got to drink water. You got to learn how to breathe. You learn today about corona. It's touching. It's the vi- it's the touching of the virus that's laying there, of the contamination of the virus. You've got to think about health education. Learn what you need to do for yourself personally. And, and, and now you're learning what it would do to affect everybody around you for you to be healthy and to also be aware. It'll also provide a membership to good health Olympics. And we should do it long-term, forever. Don't change it. Keep that practice moving and get people excited about the Health Olympics, if at all. I want to thank you for listening. With every show at the end, we always tell you to think about every child on the planet is perfect and how special those children are. There's no such thing as an imperfect child. Let's prioritize children again for the sake of our future and how beautiful they are. I want to thank you for listening, and I wish you all well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel, with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.